Have you ever considered having another child? One More Child is my story of personal growth and a journey of faith. In this book, I share snippets of my life and the reasons for the choices I made early on in my marriage. That was to limit our family size. However, the Lord had other plans and eventually we made a decision to have more children and this changed my life forever. I invite you to read One More Child, which is available in print and on Kindle on Amazon. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. You've come to the right place. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I'm your host. On the One More Child podcast, we'll talk about our daily struggles, faith, family, children, relationships, and whatever the Lord brings our way. One thing you can be sure of, I will share helpful solutions and encourage you along your journey in life. And best of all, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the truth will set you free. This is your personal invitation to join me weekly on the One More Child podcast. Welcome. Hi friends, my name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of the One More Child podcast. You can find the show notes for Unplanned. Episode 7 at onemorechildpodcast.com. And I want to thank Media Angels, our sponsor for today's episode and the book, One More Child. You can find that on Amazon. It really is a story of my faith journey. And truthfully, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be uh, podcasting. I wouldn't um, have written books if it wasn't for the struggles uh, that I had to at some point overcome. Uh, when I heard devastating news, which is the topic of uh, last week's podcast, and that's episode six. Uh, This is episode seven, if I didn't already tell you. Um, Typically, I have the wrong number. So uh, go on uh, the website, and then you'll find uh, the topic that we're talking about. Well, you know, my life was unplanned in the sense of finding out that my son had a, a genetic, um, you know, fluke, if you will, and how I was able to overcome that in the same way the movie Unplanned has had a rippling effect upon the general population, both for and against it. And I'm just happy that the conservative media is taking ownership of the ability to use Um, this story to change the mind and hearts of people. And I hope too to do a tiny bit of that um, in this podcast by sharing with you things that will be helpful that you can use um, in your life and your situation, no matter what that is. If you haven't heard of the film Unplanned, it's a true story, and in this film, a young woman, Abby Johnson, becomes a clinic director of Planned Parenthood, and she is very vehement about her stance on abortion. In fact, she thinks she's helping um, women, and she's doing a great thing. And many people who are for abortion 
really think that it's more than what we hear maybe um, on the other side. You know, obviously, I'm, you know, not for abortion. But on the other side, you know, we hear a certain type of dialogue. You know, we hear um, things that just break our hearts. But if someone is for abortion, they have to have told themselves something that was convincing enough that they would take a, such a contrary stance. Why do I say it's contrary? Because we are preventing the birth of a child. And I know early on and you know, when I was a young child myself, there was a lot of discussion about, you know, when does life begin? We now know that life begins at at the moment of, you know, conception, and there has been uh, so much that has been done. There's a wonderful book that's out there uh, that I will put the link um, to this book, and I read it years ago and heard the author of this book, and he is a an Ivy League professor. When I heard this gentleman speak at a pro-life conference that was for doctors, do you know that he had to have a police escort because his life had been threatened? Um, and he was talking about life starting, and it's a, it's a pretty clinical book. So if you're um, you know not into a lot of heavy-duty clinical dialogue, but he laid out his study as a scientist explaining. Um, you know, the biological evidence for this. And, um, you know, he had to had so much pull, pushback from this. And to me, it's that, you know, I'm willing to listen to somebody, I'm willing to have a discussion with them if, if it's on the other side um, of an issue that I believe very strongly about. But I am also going to try to make my point, and I think we need to do this kindly and, um, you know, with love. And this woman obviously thought she was doing a great thing. Well, at one point, um, which is what the movie's about, she was asked to assist during an abortion, and what she saw changed her life forever. And my question today that I would like us to think about is, how did this young woman come to a decision that abortion on demand was not only every woman's right, but she was such a proponent and believed she was doing good uh, for society that she took the job as a clinic director. You know, we base our decisions on life experiences, and for the young, those experiences are very limited. They're limited to what we are told over and over and over again by a very, very vocal media that is against procreation to the sense of having multiple children. I cannot tell you, being a mother of five, how many people have made snide comments to me about the number of children I've had, or my daughter, who is a mother of eight, who gets all types of comments. Some of them are good, and some of them are not. And, you know, I've talked about this before. Um, you know, everybody has an opinion and everybody's willing to share their opinion with you. I try really hard not to share my opinion with anyone else unless they ask. If they say to me, can I ask you your opinion? I will say to them, are you sure you want to hear it? 
so that I am getting them ready, especially if it's something that's contrary to what they're saying, um, that I won't argue, but I will discuss. And our education system and the forces behind education today are fighting for the minds of our children. In my book, One More Child, I discussed the decisions I made based upon preconceived notions and ones that were drilled into me as a product of the 70s. It was a time of freedom from the shackles of the past. Women were equal to men, if not better. And our decisions should be based on what feels good versus what is good for our souls. The decision for my husband and I was not abortion. It was vasectomy to limit the size of our children or of our family. Just like abortion is common and is used often as birth control. And again, I ask, how did we get here? Our story ended happily in that we had one more child and then two more after our you know, vasectomy reversal. And I believe that you know, for us, that was what God intended for our family, that we would have more children. A child is not unplanned in the eyes of God. Years later, I met so many women that were committed Christians, and several of them shared their secret, and several of them had had abortions that they later regretted. They had vasectomies, which they later regretted. Their choice to change their lives and follow God went a long way toward the healing process. If, you know, a a couple has a vasectomy, That is something that can be changed, and that was one of the big reasons that my husband and I were happy to be able to do that, because as my husband said, in life, there are so many things that we cannot go back and undo, but this is something that we can. You cannot go back and undo an an abortion, but you can ask for forgiveness. You can ask for forgiveness, um, and God is an amazing God. He is a God that is filled with grace for us if we are um, asking for forgiveness. The praise report is that these women that I know love the Lord and have used the situation in in their life, however devastating and horrible that it was in their lives, to share with others as a testimony to the grace of God and His healing love for them. And two in particular that I'm thinking about went on to have large families, and, you know, they have shared their testimony multiple times. But again, I ask, how did we get here? How did we get to a place where abortion, permanent serialization, and birth control are all considered common and a right? And I know some of you listening, you know, are not Catholic, um, or if even if you are Catholic, you may not agree that, you know, it's wrong to... I use birth control uh, and, you know, that it's commonplace and it's okay. But what I would ask you to do is, is to really go into prayer and look at what has happened with birth control. There are so many things that I can go into, and I did a podcast on marriage where I shared a little bit of it, but part of the problem with promiscuity today with infidelity with marriages breaking is the fact that the contraception mentality is out there and there isn't the fear of getting pregnant, right? And that has really opened up 
um, all of these things that have happened today where people live together and, um, you know, they try out this living together to see if they want to get married. And there are so many people that are living broken lives now that have broken hearts from situations similar to that that have not, um, you know, really, uh, you know, given it thought. Or if they did, it just was not, it didn't work. But praise God for this movie. Praise God uh, for you know, good Christian podcasts that are out there. You know, I tell the Lord, why am I doing this? There are people who are so much uh, more talented, who have experience as a public speaker. Yes, I have. But um, in the years that I've been speaking publicly, um, it's more from my education background as a teacher, more so than any classes that I've taken or, um, you know, I'm not a communication major like one of my daughters is, uh, but the 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 point I'm making is that I feel like you know there are so many people that are more capable, but they're not doing it. They're not taking the time to share the information. But the creators of this movie did, and praise God for that. The silent majority has been silent, but no more. This movie has peeled back a layer of what has been kept under wraps for way too long, and there's another layer of truth, and that is that the actress in this feature film learned that her mother almost aborted her. She didn't even learn this until she accepted the role and was on set, and her mother just called to see how she was doing, and when she heard about the film that her daughter was starring in, she started crying and shared with her that she had had a previous abortion, and when she was pregnant again, she went to the clinic to have an abortion, but somehow could not go through with it. Can you imagine being the daughter hearing that news? What is amazing is that I call this a God incident where there is, you know, God's hand on something. There are no accidents. There is nothing unplanned. Also, I am so delighted to hear that, um, there, there's a group of very strong pro-life women that I know, and they were at the movie theaters. They're trying to be at almost all the showings so that in case somebody is very upset um, after watching the film, that they can go help and counsel them um, if they are open to that. And that's what it means to be a Christian in action, that we can take a situation that may be unplanned in our eyes, but it's not unplanned in the eyes of God. We have to be able to take a stand. And how do we do this? The first is we pray, pray, pray for an end to abortion. And that is the amazing thing, um, too, that, you know, as we listen to the news, we hear of more and more um, horrible laws that are being passed. But we also hear about some wonderful laws that are being passed. Um, I believe in Texas, they passed a law that's called the Heartbeat Law that the minute that, that an ultrasound shows a heartbeat, um, abortions can no longer be performed. And of course, there's going to be a lot of pushback on that. The second is to support pro-life, pro-life films, pro-life organizations, and so forth. The third is vote for pro-life politicians. I remember talking to somebody one time um, about the elections. Actually, I was at the airport, 
And um, I'll have to put that link in. Hopefully I remember um, as I'm sharing this with you. I don't have a pen handy, but if I don't remember and you want to know the information, just email me at feliceatmediaangels.com. If not, it will be on the podcast notes, Unplanned Episode 7 on onemorechildpodcast.com. But um, I was at the airport and I had come back. I was flying back home after the women's march. I did not participate in it. And I was accosted by a group of women that had participated. And one of the things that they were upset, um, as I was sharing, you know, pushing back some of the things that they were saying very nicely, by the way, um, a little bit facetiously, a little bit tongue in cheek, um, which kind of went over their heads. Um and, and the amazing thing was the one lady said, I bet you're pro-life or what do you think about a woman's choice to, um, a woman's right to choose? And I said, a woman has a right to choose born and unborn. And they, t- they were, you know, stunned that I made that statement. And I said, well, just because someone's not born, do they not have rights? And, um, you know, and I said, I also believe in the right of men. And so the one lady said, so you're a single, um, you know, topic, that's the all you care about, you know, when you're voting. And I said, that is the most important thing I care about. And yes, if someone is not a pro-life politician, I will not vote for them. Um, We must stand at pro-life marches, rallies, and at abortion clinics and prayer if you have the opportunity to do that. And I'm not talking about an in-your-face type of thing. I am talking about a prayer vigil where you are there praying and interceding in prayer. The people that are trained are the only ones that should go up and talk to, um, you know, approach people if they're open to being approached. Friends, we have free will in in this world. God has given us that free will. And you know, we cannot do anything other than what the grace of God allows us to do. And the fifth is to sign petitions and and support pro-life organizations. Um, I'm sent petitions all the time and we think, oh my gosh, another petition. But friends, you will not believe the power of these petitions when they see thousands and thousands and thousands of signatures. That's where, um, you know, people make changes because it all comes down to, especially some of these big corporations, their pocketbooks. It only takes one person and that person is you. We have the ability to change the world, friends, one person beginning at a time, beginning with yourself. And if I can do one more podcast when I already have several podcasts that I run then I know that you can tell one person. You can tell one person about this podcast. You can share about the movie Unplanned. Um, You can share your views and opinions with others, but I will caution you, get your facts straight. If you do it in a manner that is not glorifying to God, nobody is going to listen. When I was done with this discussion with the women, we walked away, some of us, cordial, You know, some people wouldn't look at me. They were very angry with me in my position, but I did it with grace and with the love of God, because if we are going to show that we love God, we have to be that example. We have to be that example, friends. Well, take care. God bless. And I hope to talk to you soon. Don't forget to connect with me over on social media, on the website, and also via email. Until next time. 
you are on your way to a life that is focused on joy and hope. Thanks so much for stopping by. Connect with me on social media. Visit the website at onemorechild.com and visit the podcast page for your show notes at onemorechildpodcast.com. If you have any questions, be sure to write me at felice at mediaangels.com.